this morning we do have a sermon and uh, I wrote deities declaration I was going to say deities declarations <laughs> because there's many of them but we'll only cover one because we as a special morning is different today and that one is I am the bread of life what are others that you can remember just from your your mind as you've read the scriptures I am Okay, that's cheating. <laughs> you got that one. You just got three. I am the door. I am the water of life, yes. I am the vine. Doing well. <laughs> what about I am? <laughs> In the Old Testament, where <coughs> Moses said to the Lord when the Lord told Moses to go to Pharaoh and let my people go. And, and Moses said, well, who will I say sent me? I mean, you've got to be sent by somebody. And God said to him, just say, I am sent me, sent you. And that's what he did. The I am of eternity. And it means he always has, always will uh, exist. So the de deity's declaration. Think of this one this morning. We narrow in on, on I am the bread of life. Now, bread comes in all shapes and sizes, doesn't it? Some people like white bread. I pity you. <laughs> Usually the children like the white bread for their sandwich. It's nice and soft. I don't know, it's got any nutrition. Some like the brown, brown bread. Some like wholemeal bread. Some like grain bread. Um, <clears throat> gets better, doesn't it? Raisin bread. Can you smell it now? I should have had the toaster with some raisin bread just to let the smell come. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> there's French sticks when they cut them up on the angle and put the butter on with the meal. I think it gets better. Boston buns. When we first arrived in Albury, we were building, helping build the big W complex here with Richard Hatfield. There's quite a few from church working on it. <clears throat> and one of the workers from church bought a Boston bun, the, not the little one, the big one, for morning tea. And um, we thought, oh, great. He's going to share it with us. <laughs> he ate the whole lot. <laughs> but that was the bread for him for the morning. I don't know if he'd had breakfast. <laughs> but uh, it gets better. Cream bun with the cream and the jam in it. Oh, come on, Matthew. <laughs> he sort of said, oh, <laughs> I like them anyway, if, if you don't. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're from the bakery, aren't they? I don't know if it's a bread or what, but you can think of all the different sorts of bread. Have you ever gone on a diet where you didn't have bread for a while, a couple of weeks, and then someone cooks a bit of toast? Oh, it drives you crazy. They <laughs> just have to have that bit of toast. <laughs> But bread is so important, isn't it? It's a staple of life. But there is another type of bread which God has provided and wants all of us to eat of. Jesus declared what? I am the bread of life. A mighty declaration about himself. Let's pray before we look at a few thoughts here. Thank you, Lord, that you have come down to be the bread of life. Thank you for the sustenance we have for our mortal bodies. All the different types of bread 
that we can partake of. But Lord, more importantly, is the spiritual bread, the bread of life of the Lord Jesus Christ. May somebody partake of that this morning. <clears throat> Eat and be satisfied. Be contented with that, with that which is eternal. Receive Christ as their saviour. Lord, bless the thoughts of scripture to our hearts today in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> if you think we have a variety of breads here, go to Israel. <laughs> we went into a big a supermarket and had a bakery at the back and there was tables set out bigger than this room with all sorts of bread on it. And we hunted everywhere to find, try to find bread like here and we couldn't find it. <laughs> it was all very heavy bread. Uh, very, you probably only need half a slice, not a whole slice. And I think Europe is like that as well. But <clears throat> when we come to the Lord Jesus, we get the heavy bread, <laughs> the real bread of life. Can you think of an occasion in the Old Testament where bread was spoken of and where the Lord used it? The manna from heaven. Over in the book of Exodus, chapter 16 and verse 14, <clears throat> we have a description of the bread that God sent from heaven. 1614 of Exodus, and when the dew that lay around was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoar frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. <laughs> the, the real thought of manna is, What is it? <laughs> what is this frost? And it's not cold, it looks like a frost. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. And as this theme is developed through the Bible, it becomes more intense and more pointed as we get into the Gospels, as we'll see this morning. In verse 31 of Exodus, it's like coriander seed, a spicy grey white seed. In, uh, and it's, it's called white in that verse 31. And in verse 31 also, it's said to be like wafers made with honey. And as you think of these thoughts, think of the Lord Jesus, the bread. Wafers made with honey. Have we got anything like that? Wafers made with honey, a bread that's likened to that. This sustained them for the 35 year, uh, 40 years they are in the wilderness. Verse 35, the children of Israel did eat manna 40 years until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. They didn't need any vitamins. <laughs> they didn't need any uh, supplements. This was enough. You see, if God provides bread, it is enough. It's the perfect bread. It's, it, you didn't need meat to go along with it, though they grizzled and griped about that, didn't they? <laughs> Let's go to the book of Numbers that speaks about the same occasion. Numbers chapter 11 and verse 8. We read in that verse, And the people went about and gathered it, and ground it in mills, and beat it to a mortar, and baked it in pans, and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was like the taste of fresh oil. So like wafers of honey, like fresh oil. This bread, this manna from heaven was special. This was from God's own hand. <clears throat> In verse 6 of chapter 11, 
Notice this. Now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. Have you ever set good food before your children and they say, yuck? <laughs> That's what Israel just did. To God, yuck. <laughs> this dry food. Oh, that we had what we had back, uh, verse 5, fish, melons, cucumbers, garlic, leeks, and all the things. This our soul is dried from. Now, when we know what it, the bread is representative here of the Lord Jesus, that's a very big insult to God because it represents the Lord Jesus Christ. And they were saying, no, he's not enough, this dry bread. Isn't there a lot of people around in the world today that say the very same thing? No to the Lord Jesus. Let us, let's worship God our way. Let's do it our way. Not God's way. Let's not worship him. Let's worship ourselves and our gifts and abilities. Um, <clears throat> chapter 21 of the book of Numbers. And this insult is spoken of again that they gave to God. Chapter 21 and verses 5 and 6. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For it is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loatheth this light bread. <laughs> our soul loatheth this light bread. If only they knew it wasn't, might have been light to look at and eat, but it was very sufficient. Thinking of the Lord Jesus Christ, he is all sufficient for everyone. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died for their complaint about the bread from heaven. I wonder this morning whether you think you've got another way to God other than the Lord Jesus. You loathe this bread. It's so simple. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's so simple. It's easy to partake of. He can become ours by believing by faith and repenting of our sins. Again, and we won't turn there, but in Psalm 78, verse 22 to 32, there it said that God rained down manna. It's called corn from heaven. In verse 25 of Psalm 78, it's called angel's food. I mean, I don't know if they have to eat, but if they eat, they must eat this. <laughs> That's what it's called. And isn't it so when we think of the Lord Jesus as the bread of life? I am the bread of life. It's angel's food. <laughs> what more could we want and wish for? In verse 32 of Psalm 78, they sinned because they wanted flesh. God gave them quails, we know, and uh, they didn't get to even hardly taste them before God's anger rose up against them. So, the bread in the wilderness. <clears throat> if you go to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3, we find another use of bread. There are many others. There's a multitude of them. If you look in the concordance, the references to bread. But in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3, And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not, not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Well, 
The Lord Jesus had an answer for the devil in the temptation, didn't he? <laughs> Command that these stones, if you're Christ, if you're the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. You're hungry, you've fasted 40 days, 40 nights, you must be hungry, just do it your way. Do your own thing, and the Lord Jesus would not. <laughs> and he pointed out to the devil that it's not by bread alone, but it's by the word of God, the bread of God that proceeds out of the mouth of God by which man lives and lives eternally. Bread today will satisfy, but tomorrow <clears throat> it, it, you need more of it. But the bread that, that we're going to look at this morning is the bread that lasts for eternity, the bread of life through the Lord Jesus and his word. <clears throat> used, yes, by the devil to tempt Christ. Bread is used by the Lord Jesus to illustrate himself. Let's turn to John's Gospel, chapter 6. John's Gospel, chapter 6. This is the one came from heaven's glory, as the song just said, to provide himself for us as the bread of life. John's Gospel 6, verse 30 and 31, we read there, and they said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat, that we've just talked about. And the Lord thought, well, he knew they would say this, because he's God. <laughs> and uh, they brought this forward. And he, he grabbed a hold of this opportunity that they had raised in questioning his authority. Then said Jesus to them in verse 32, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. It wasn't Moses, it was God anyway. Just correcting their thinking there. For the bread of God is he who came down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. And so he turned this around to say, here am I, this is the authority, I've come down from heaven, I am the bread that God has given to mankind. They said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. They didn't comprehend yet what he just said. And Jesus said unto them, what? I am the bread of life. This is one of the deity's declarations. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Folks, today as we look around in the world, how are people trying to satisfy that spiritual hunger that they have in their soul that everything they do doesn't seem to satisfy? What are those things that they try? Anyone got a suggestion? Religion. Man's religion. Works religion, usually. Anything else? Money. Pleasures. Pleasures. Well, that's a big one. That's a big one for Australia. Pleasures. Just, I'll indulge myself in pleasure. You know, if you're rich and can do that, you can indulge in a lot of things today. Some things we don't even imagine who haven't got the money to do anything. <laughs> and uh, if we had it, maybe that's why we haven't got it. The Lord knows we would use it for ourselves and our pleasure. But they all try to satisfy the things, the hunger of their soul with the things of this world. And it's just not manna from heaven. It just does not content. It doesn't give any assurance for eternity. Some get themselves involved in 
motor vehicles and, and, the, and the races. Some get involved in the horses and the races. Some get involved in all sorts of things. You can think of all the things that they'll be doing today that they didn't used to do on Sunday. They used to do it on Saturday, but now they do it Saturday and Sunday. They haven't got enough days. <laughs> Live for the weekend. Trying to content the hunger in their soul, and it cannot be contented but from the bread of life. He, because he is the bread of life, the Lord Jesus. And we read on there, <clears throat> the bread of, in verse 33, the bread of God is he who came down from heaven and giveth his life to the world. How did he come down? How was he presented? As a babe at Bethlehem. <laughs> and th this so confounded and confused him, but we know this man. He's one of us. We know his brethren. We know that he lives in that poor town called Nazareth. That's where he was raised. We know he's just a carpenter. You know, he's just one of us. How can he be the bread of heaven? <laughs> Little did they know who hid within the human body of the Lord Jesus, <laughs> the Lord of glory, the Lord of eternity, the creator of the universe. He was and is and ever shall be. And as he declared there, 35, I said to them, I am the bread of life, as we've read. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. Are you hungering? Is the soul, your soul satisfied? I pray that it is through the Lord Jesus Christ that your hunger has been satisfied. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Come to me. He's got his hands out beckoning you and I to come to him. Yes, it's used. Bread is used by the Lord himself to express who he was to these people. You go over to verse 47 and we read, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. What more do you want to satisfy yourself? <laughs> and then that declaration again given, that was given earlier, I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness. They're dead. This is the bread that cometh down from heaven, that a man eat of it, he may not die. That is, partake of myself. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Now, if you were listening to a man that said that, eat my flesh, what do we call that? Cannibalism. And, they, and, and if you go to the next page, many went away and followed him no more. This is a hard saying. How can we eat his flesh? And he said, drink his blood. You know, it's not physical it's spiritual. It's eat the bread. Believe what he has said. Eat his word. And it, it gives you eternal life. And so he's using bread to illustrate himself. In, notice in verse 51 that we just touched on. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. This is heavenly bread that supplies spiritual life. Right down to verse 56. You have the Lord speaking about that. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. Verse 54. Has eternal life and I'll raise him up in the last day. You know, you can eat the manna from heaven, that uh, angel's food that Moses gave, you'll die. 
but eat me of me believe me by faith and you'll have eternal life and you will never die and if you do die you will be raised again in the resurrection for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him verse 58 this is the bread which came down from heaven not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead he that eateth of this bread shall live forever I think if you outline or circle the word bread there that's what the topic is isn't it he supplies spiritual life he sustains spiritual life 57 to 58 and he satisfies spiritual life that we've looked at and read in verse 35 so there it was used by the Lord to speak of the life that we have in him that's eternal it's used by the Lord also to show who he really was and we won't turn to them, but in John chapter 6 and verses 1 to 14, he fed 5,000 at once with five barley loaves and two fishes of the little lad's lunch. And people were amazed and people followed him, thinking to get another meal from him. <laughs> Over in Matthew 15 and verse 32, he fed 4,000 with seven loaves and a few little fishes and on both occasions there were fragments there were leftovers taken up and surely if you were there and saw this happening they only had five barley loaves and two fishes but it fed all of us if you were there what would you gone around and told all the people that weren't there you should have been there you should have seen you should have heard what happened and seen what happened isn't that like when we are in a meeting where the Lord is present and people get saved and lives get changed and you say to your friends, you should have been there. You should have seen what happened. You should have seen that people turned to the Lord Jesus and got saved and remember days where that has happened. What a blessing. Oh, today that more people would trust in the Lord Jesus as the bread of life. <laughs> he also used bread to speak about the leaven of the Pharisees in Matthew 16 and to rebuke the disciples because they thought he spoke of physical bread and they had brought no bread along and then he said don't you remember I fed 5,000 I fed 4,000 that's not the problem it's the leaven of the Pharisees we're talking about the Lord used bread to show that he answers prayer let's turn to Luke's gospel chapter 11 and these are scattered all through the gospels the use of bread Luke 11 and verse 9 where we have this written <clears throat> I say unto you ask and it shall be given seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you he's talking about prayer here for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and him that knocketh it shall be opened you, know, you just have to ask and God's there waiting to answer your prayer <laughs> if a son ask bread of you of his father will he give him a stone if he ask fish will he give he for a fish give him a serpent or if he ask an egg will he offer him a scorpion if ye, ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more shall your heavenly father give the holy spirit to them that ask folks all you have to do is ask for the bread ask of God by faith and he will give you eternal life the bread of life and so here it's used by the Lord 
to say that he answers prayer and he's just waiting, ready, beckoning you to come and believe. Bread is used by the Lord as one of the last lessons that he taught his disciples in John's Gospel, chapter 21, the last chapter of John's Gospel. Jesus said to the disciples who'd been out all night fishing and uh, I think they caught nothing. <laughs> and then he said, cast out the net and, you, and he, they got, caught a great amount of fish. And Jesus saith to them in verse 12, come and dine, come and dine. I, I like this. It's, and none of his disciples durst ask him, who art thou, knowing it was the Lord. Then Jesus cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. You might say this is the first takeaway. <laughs> Maybe you can find another one. A takeaway on the beach it was. <laughs> and he said, come on, come join. I've got it all cooked and ready to go. Just partake of it. None of them were daring to ask, who art thou? <laughs> Now, this is the third time that Jesus showed himself after his resurrection. So this is one of the last messages he's teaching. And then in verses 15 to 17, what did he say? Feed my sheep. Three times he said that. You know, we can come to church and if the preacher gets up and just gives stories instead of the Bible, the bread of life, he's doing the wrong thing by the people, isn't he? We need to feed the bread of life. Peter was told, and all the disciples on this occasion, and the last message almost to these people, these men, these leaders, these starters of the church, the foundation, feed the sheep. Feed them what? The bread of life. Because that's what he brought up. By illustrating it, by giving them the meal that day, that takeaway on the beach, we could say, feed my sheep. It's used, bread is also used by the Lord to help us to do something. And we do it every second week in the church here. What is it? The Lord's table. My body which is broken for you. This do partake in remembrance of me. Bread is a big topic in the scriptures. Bread points us to the Lord Jesus. And lastly, lastly it's used by Isaiah bread as an invitation to salvation. Listen to what he said in Isaiah 55, verse 1 and 2. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters, and he that hath no money, come buy and eat, yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? How many people are trying to buy their way into heaven by that which is not bread from heaven. Maybe you're here today and you say, well, I'm a good person. I haven't harmed a lot of people. I don't sin. Hey, that sort of bread won't get you to heaven. That doesn't give you eternal life. Maybe you say, well, I've been to church every day of my life. Won't get you to heaven. You need the bread of life in here. By faith, receiving the Lord Jesus. Maybe you say, well, I'll just trust that I've done good enough and when I get there, I'll tell him all that I've done. 
Won't do. Won't get you into heaven. Why or wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? What a waste of life. Now, I feel for people that are religious people that have not believed by faith. And they spend all that time, they give their offerings, and they give more than their offerings. In fact, I think some of these people might give more than us who are true believing Christians because they're trying to pay God off and they think they can get it by buying, buying him off and he won't be bribed. He can't be bought. He is the bread of life. He has provided one way and it's an insult to God to say there is another way to heaven than through the bread of life, which is his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Have you the bread of life? This Christmas, as you think and celebrate with your family, think this is the time that the Son of God was provided by the God of heaven to give life for us, to become the bread of life. Eat my flesh by faith. Believe his word. And Isaiah continued, And your labour for that which satisfies not, hearken diligently unto me, and eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Delight in what God has said. Eat the word of God. Take it in to your ear, through your ears, through your eye gate, and, and believe by faith that it's true, that you're a sinner, God is holy, you and I can't go into his presence without something happening, and that is that we get saved, that we are converted, that we repent of our sins and turn to him by faith. Eat the bread of life.